Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's me, Cousin Cecil, a.k.a. Mike Fowler. What are you guys doing this week? How was it? You guys enjoying it? You guys trying to launch a a brand new bootleg console like Soldier Boy is again? We out here. Woo! No, I'm just playing. Um, Yeah. Just some more behind the veil shit, which I like to do. Now it's 9.30 at night. This baby has to be out on the streets in two and a half hours. Just didn't have time today. So we're going to roll with the punches and try to get through this week's gaming news and see how it goes. But again, I hope you guys are well. Hope you guys had a great week. Hope no bullshit got you. And all that fun shit. But like we do each week. Uh. We're going to start off with what I've been playing. And uh, this week I've been playing uh, nothing really more than I got to play some of the PlayStation Plus free game Maquette. I keep wanting to say Marquette, but that's also because of being a Michigander. There's a town called Marquette around here. But Maquette is a first person puzzle game. More and then it's also it's kind of also a walking sim at the same time. It's very lighthearted. It's from, uh, it's got, well, I don't even know who d- developed it, but I know it's published by that Apuna or Anapara. Anapara. Apuna. Anapara uh, Studio or whatever. And uh, apparently it's about uh, a fallout of a relationship. And just judging by some reviews I've heard, it goes a little soft on. The actual puzzle mind-bending parts of it. But it has a very solid story. And I can, judging by where I'm at, if anybody plays it. Because also what's kind of cool is the PlayStation. It's on PlayStation. I'm not sure if it's on the other, on Xbox yet. But it does take in effect the the free help guide from the PlayStation 5. So if you double tap your PlayStation logo on your controller. It'll pop up kind of what the next trophy you're working on and give you like a little video if you get a little stuck. So that's always really cool to see a a non-first party using that kind of features. But uh, it is great. Uh, It starts off excellent. They have a whole little soundtrack with... uh, The first one is the real banger. It's something about San Francisco. I can't remember what everything is about. But... The premise of the game is you are under this dome, not dome, but like a tent that has a table of basically the whole uh, level. And uh, the little the little board, let's say in the real world, there's a giant block blocking your way. You can go to the table, grab the small version, and the big one goes away because you're obviously holding on to it. So that in that scenario happens, then if let's say you had to find a key, you find a key in the real world, you can bring it back to the table. That key can obviously unlock doors, but also like one of the situations you can use it as a bridge because it becomes obviously a big, long, giant key. And it goes on so forth and that like you can also then obviously have to readjust ladder, not ladders, stairs and all that crap. I'm uh, not finished with it, 
I'm in a I'm in the level called the wedge. Nope. I'm on the next one after that. Which is I believe like level eight or nine. Uh, I recommend it, of course, because it's free. It's a really good game. And then also, uh, what else did I play? I know I played some Destiny. Just grinding on that. I, I think I'm at 1301 for my le light level. Uh, jumped into some Fortnite. Of course, like I've been saying... Twitch.tv slash Cousin Cecil. You can watch me play the majority of the games I'm going to be talking about. I try to play Sense on stream, which is a cyber... I, yeah, I try to play this new game called Sense, a cyberpunk ghost story, which is a 2D puzzle game. Like, you know, kind of treats it like the old school computer, like Lucasfilm puzzle games in the sense of, like, you know, it's 2D and I'm clicking everything in the... anything available to examine just to try to get out of these rooms. And I tried to stream it, but I'm a big chicken shit that uh, I, I get spooked very easily, especially when I have to, when I'm wearing headphones and all that stuff. And then apparently the ghosts in here say words. They don't just go, Ooh, which I can handle. But like the idea of like, they're saying, which is dumb. It's totally on me. But the idea that they're like this, I'm coming for you. And like, you just see something start creeping up through the shells. Ah, I can't handle it on stream, especially when I'm trying to figure out everything I can handle resident evil. Cause also that goes into the idea that I have a gun. I never liked the games that involve that. I have no gun. So I have to run like outlast. I never liked it because of, I can't defend myself, but yeah, that's basically it for me for reading. But, uh, yeah, I think I don't know. I'm not, we'll see how this story goes of this podcast. I don't know if we're going to be a long one today or not, because I am actually going to do, there has not been that much story news besides, um, some quick fire shit, because the reason I, I do it quick firely, because I don't really have no qualms in the sense I know it sucks. I can, I can tell you it's good or it's bad without having to draw it out. Like, um, this week we had, like, you know, the Avengers studio, uh, Crystal Dynamics announced that they are ruining the game in the sense of they're going to make it be more grindy because apparently they said they've heard from players that, uh, they are leveling up like three times in one level and they might not be able to cherish like the skill points that they're getting so easily or some dumb shit. And when I heard that, I'm like, I've never heard a, a player in my life complain that they're getting too much skill points in the beginning of a, or at any time of a game period. Uh, judging by the community I've been listening to, uh, people actually like, for, for what it is, people like Avengers in the sense of it's not about like the whole RPG part. It's a part about getting up to the level, the final level, which has been quote unquote, fair and then just turning it into like do i like to fight in this style or like this style and blah 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 we're gonna walk it through and all that stuff and to hear that crystal dynamics is basically making it so that it's longer for people to be in there longer is kind of bullcrap because i don't think uh avengers has a uh place to step on to try to become the next 
big in-game uh, as a service platform like Destiny or even Division 2. Division 2 is probably the last one I've heard that probably can get that uh, squeeze in because they're being quiet in the sense of we're going to keep bringing stuff in. we got people playing. We're not going to try to say we're fucking up or anything. But the idea that Crystal Dynamics is doing it, I would... I'd be nervous. Not in the sense I wouldn't do it if I was Crystal Dynamics. I think it's a little too much, but we'll see. Uh, I think this month we get the PS5 version and the Xbox Series X. And I know it's been on sale this time, but I don't think if there's been a bunch of people waiting for these next-gen console versions and then they find out they're playing a game that got uh, bumped to make it hard or grindier, I think we're gonna lose, you're going to lose a lot of people. They had a, There was a moment in time Avengers had only like 1% or 2% of their initial uh, starting people still playing. I don't know why they would shoot themselves in the other foot now. But more to come on that. So we'll see that when it comes more into tuition. And then another quick thing before uh, the bigger fish I like to play, because I like to talk about more about games announcements. But uh, we got uh, a Bloomberg article about the possible Switch Pro being real and might be coming out this year. Uh, Bloomberg said apparently like uh, Nintendo is setting up an HD, well, it's already HD, but a a handheld Switch Pro that can be a 7-inch screen for handheld because that right now a current the regular base uh, Nintendo Switch is like 6.4 Switch Lite is 5.5, but in that idea, there'd be seven or 720p on handheld, which is, it is what it is. I'm not going to try to be some guy who uh, jerks Nintendo people off, say, think about the, the, gra- the, the pixel density, ooh, ooh, but the idea that when it's docked, it can go 4K, who knows about frames per second, but uh, hey, it's been four years. You know the day was coming. I'm actually excited for them. Without people who's in another room right now, because I'm in a, my little, I'm in my recording area. Maybe I'll look into the Switch Pro. Who knows? But it seems uh, interesting and all that. Obviously, that's been known. More to come. But obviously, people are hoping that they will kind of sell it in the style they did with the new 3ds by having games that are only able to work on the new switch pro to obviously show like a boost mode so hey more to come when it comes out but yeah there's been in the rumor mill and uh apparently people who care uh like they said like that seven inch screen is then going to change like even like the the form size of like a regular switch right now because if you look at your switch right now there's a lot of space, a black black space on that one in particular. You can go up to seven inches just fine and even keep the same size. So hopefully they're smart. They just worry about it like that and they don't make everybody buy new Joy-Cons. I just thought of right when I was saying this. But yeah, uh, one of the bigger things this week, which I didn't even know was going to happen until it was like tw- two minutes before it started on Twitch there was a little expo, the second annual uh, New Game Plus Expo. 
and they do highlight that this one is very small. I'm just more happy about it because I'm a nerd for all this stuff. But this one is just a little bit of a, they highlight uh, small teams, Japanese studios like NIS, uh, Axis Arc Systems, and more. Like, you know, for the Weeb J- JRPGs, 3D dungeon games, etc. And like this week, um, I'll even, we'll just, I don't want to go through it all because some of this stuff is not like, ooh, who gives a shit? But like the idea of uh, Suda, nope, yeah, Suda 51's Silver Cases 24 and 25 is going to come to the Switch finally, apparently. So that was a big deal. They also, like again, there was, I'm going to count really quick. There was like 29 games highlighted. Some were kind of announced. Some of them are like ones like, like they had a new trailer for Guilty Gear Strife and they showed two new characters of like their you know style of fighting. Uh, some other bigger ones, not even bigger ones. This one I like to have people highlight, uh, go check out. It's on your Switch right now. It's out. It's called uh, Genosha. G-N-O-S-I-A. It is, it gave me Danganronpa vibes. So it's like a, um, a liter, a virtual novel. We had to get, they basically play the game of whodunit, except apparently it's about a, a spaceship with a werewolf in it. I know, a little over the top, but the, the coloring, cause like, if you play Danganronpa, that's very, esque of like a generic uh anime style of coloring and everything this one had like a watercolor pastel uh anime coloring or drawing which made it look kind of cooler in the sense i love dangarampa so don't say it like that but but the idea of it just looked very interesting obviously there's also ones that like uh uh they announced which they also had like a, a another trailer for that World Ends Club that was on the Switch uh, Direct and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> what's another one? Uh, Disguise Six trailer. Uh, one of the the two games I thought were really interesting were Gunvolt Three, which is from Indie Crates, and another Indie Crates uh, one is a. Uh, Blaster Master 3. And it's all these like very like Mega Man y old school style games that look very cool about fast paced running through the level and just getting like the speed and high score. Just some classic gaming that was uh, that's what I liked. Also, like uh, like I said, uh, where is another one I just saw? I'm looking through my little list of all the games. Uh, coming to Switch. Uh, Prinny presents NIS Classics for Volume One. So, like Soul Nomad and Phantom Brave, which are some NIS, like the Disgaea family, uh, RTSs are coming to the Switch, and also one that's coming to all of them that uh, August thirty first is called Gun Guts and Goals, which is like a like a hardcore. Uh, how would I word it? I don't want to call it hockey. But the idea of like it's a, a like a football field, but with baseball bats, and everybody's always trying to get to the goal. It looked cool. Again, you can probably you can check it on their YouTube. Look up this new game plus expo. Again, it's the second annual. 
just to show them some love because these are some of the cool ones too that I like. Uh, but yeah, there's some more of the smaller end Japanese niche games. And then that was basically it. Cause I, again, I don't want to go through the whole thing. I will kill myself trying to say all the Japanese names. Even one of them was a working title that's not even in English yet. So, but check it out. And then for some reason, out of left field, uh, PlayStation came up and goes, hey, on this day, we're going to have a whole 24 hours of announcements for the PlayStation VR. Whoa. And then I know that we just talked about uh, they had the PSVR 2 announcement last week said it's it's true and blah, blah, blah. Well, these ones are coming to uh, the PSVR as of, you know, the most current one, but I'm not sure what day they're coming up, but here they are. They had announcements for we're going to get Doom 3 VR edition, which is kind of cool. Uh, there was a someone on uh, the internet was uh, made a joke and said, this is Bethesda trying to make all these, uh, throwing these ports out before Xbox buys them. It was like Indiana Jones, like grabbing everything before the, the, or the, the door shut on them. That was pretty funny. Another one is called a uh, Song in the Smoke. This one is a, apparently a survival VR game. And then the, which looks pretty cool. Like, obviously, survival, so the idea that you have to make a campfire, pick up wood, and all that stuff, like Minecraft style. But I think it's really cool that it's a full-blown virtual reality, and they show, like, animals pop the attack and stuff. So that'd be pretty neat. Uh, next was a co-op shooter, romp, it's called. Um, take the, after the fall, take on the apocalypse in the snowy four-player co-op romp from the Arizona Sunri Sunshine team. Arizona Sunshine was one of those like early uh, PSVR games. It's kind of like a, just a zombie shooter with just one person. So obviously they've been getting the technology and, you know, bring up this four-player. It looked okay. Another one that looks interesting is Zenith. Uh, gather companions and then uh, and explore this colorful atmospheric fantasy world. And so this is another multi, like massive multiplayer, because this is an MMORPG. So like that's pretty cool, and like I've never heard these games before. I'm assuming these are some that were are on PC already. So it looks really good. It looks kind of cool, especially since I've never thought of. Well, I've heard of VR chats and stuff, but the idea of a real MMORPG on on VR would be really cool to check out. I'm not sure there's been no, there was no real days that these are coming out, but obviously when they do announcement trailers lately of PlayStation is, it should be coming out sooner or later, maybe this year. But the next game was also called Fract. Uh, dive behind enemy lines in this action packed first person adventure. And this one Fract was definitely my like pinpoint, like my little pin stamp of like this might be the game to play because it's a uh um like i said it's kind of like playing a spy game but on a um a skiing mountain you have to sneak and obviously then you have to do these fights and shoot downs like kind of like blood and truth it looks interesting it has like more of a cartoony like uh the, that game 13 or like borderland shading 
it looked good. I mean, of course, these are just sizzle trailers that they were doing. And then um, then they showed the sequel to I Expect You to Die 2 is coming, which, of course, is just like a escape room VR. But yeah, those I was it was kind of a nice little surprise about all that. I'm glad they are. I'm glad that's how they that's how PlayStation is. I don't understand them. They do this like, uh, hey, this might this thing might die, but right before we die, we're gonna put some really cool shit on it before they we we let it out pasture and kill it, like they did with Vita and all that shit. But. And that basically wraps up for video game wise, but uh, I like to notice more. Get this off my chest. But so we had the season finale of Wandavision series finale. It was called, and I want to say I didn't like it, and I don't want. I'm more here so that. People on my Twitter or anything, if you follow me on at MikeFollowMe3, you guys hope, well, people understand, it's not that, I'm not, I'm not one of these people that were caring that my theory didn't come to, into fruition and all that shit. I'm more upset with, like, just the way they handled the ending with, like, the idea of the whole series. So, long story short, my eyes... I think they could this they suckered you in for three extra episodes they didn't even need. We could have start this whole series could have been really good from episode four and past to nine. But the problem is that I have is uh this cookie cutter way of beating the bad guy with like uh of course I'm gonna say spoilers just so you know. But like Wanda using the power, the the trick that Agatha did to her, but on a massive scale to win. I'm like, oh, bullcrap. Just the same shit over and over. Uh, and also, I don't care. I mean, I don't mind about the. I just don't like how they left you hanging. And they. I just didn't like the hangers. It was all bad. Like. They never touch base about okay, so Wanda left Westview. So what happened to these people in Westview? Are they? I know they're mad. They were just captured for two weeks or whatever, however fucking long it was that Wanda was in Westview. But the idea that then then at the same time Wanda got to Incredible Hulk, Luke Ferrigno, fucking walk and hitchhike out of there. Oh, sorry for fucking up your whole life and giving you trauma. Deuces and just leave. With no no uh, things or even saying we're out looking for her. I know it's probably assumed, but like the idea of like you talk to us dumb for the whole season. Why can't you just talk to me dumb to end it? And then the idea of uh, what a the mid the the mid credit uh, scene with Monica Rambo and then the scrawl that just to tell her, and he she points up to the ceiling. Uh, she wants to have a word with you. Oh, wow. And the part that I also, I don't care. I, I would be mad if I was a Monica Rambo fan. And that's how she got her powers, by just walking through the hex. And then just now they're like, all right, you're, you're photon or spectrum now. Have a good day. 
because at the end of the show, in my imagination, it looked like Monica had powers in the hex. But when the hex goes away, since everything else went away, like like Vision and uh, the, the the twins, they left. Does Monica have powers? Because they didn't really show. Like I would even like just a small, quick glow of the eyes. Yep, I have powers. Then I'm like, no problem, whatever. And then, and then the uh, the idea of again, I just White Vision left Midwell after a fight of talking about a Greek ship. He just left and just they didn't even talk about him. So there's now a um. A, like the real white vision's body or vision's body is now just cruising around and cruising around like for no reason they did not they did not address it at all they did some weird misstep unaddressing stuff that i didn't like and it just gets me mad because it just goes into this idea of i get mad also because the fans are like this is the th- best thing since sliced bread what a beautiful way to go and we had multiple months of people who are making these assumptions and theories that uh, some of that I, uh, what are the word, respect. Like, I respect their their talks. And they're the ones putting up these pictures of, like, Wonder Man or uh, Mephisto's brother or Death and all that shit. And then just to go like this, what? You're mad because your theory didn't come up? Come on. You knew this was just going to be a WandaVision uh, going through... Uh, depre- like not depression, but fucking you're, you're going through all the waves of loss. Come on, you knew that when you were walking in, right? Oh, don't mind me having three weeks of putting theories and other things up on the on my Twitter feed too. Blah blah blah. <laughs> I just don't like because I don't like that, and I also do not like. Uh, this is the why I don't like. This is why I have a problem with probably all comic book fans because i'm going to get into snyder cock after this too uh so petro uh i can't remember his name the guy who plays petro in wandavision who's from the fox universe apparently is just uh they on the film the idea of on wandavision they're like they just made a dick joke his name's ralph boner B-O-H-N-E-R. Boner. And he does he does like this. Boner. And he giggles. And that's just it. Now, that's how they left you. And now, they have new theories, these people. Uh, these Marvel fans that are, that's what got me in the same boat of like getting mad and wishful thinking. Uh, oh, guys, don't you remember in episode four? James Wu said he has a uh, a person on the inside. He's on a witness protection. <laughs> this could be Ralph Boner. That clearly is a definitely a fake name. Wouldn't that be like it goes into these circles? And then the idea that they also the ending was just lackluster for me, in the sense of I just I don't like how would I word it? There was a part in the in the season finale when. All Westview gets kind of un, un, unchained and like are yelling at Wanda. Look what you did to our house. Blah, 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 blah. Will you please like um, Dee Dee? She said, can you please let my daughter out of her room? I haven't seen her in weeks because of this. She's been just how the how Wanda made the whole thing. She made her his her daughter stay in the room for weeks. 
could you please do this? Blah, 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 blah. Which is, hey, that's that was great. And the idea that Wanda says, I'm sorry, I want to help. But her magic kind of took away and then start kind of like choking out everybody around Westview. That was cool. And not cool, like that's some cool things to see. I'm so glad. But the idea that her character had no had no power or control of how strong this quote-unquote chaos magic of Marvel is. But then just be able to control it so well to fight Agatha. I would rather have seen a little misstep in the sense of instead of making runes around the whole hex of Wanda's so that Agatha couldn't use her magic like she, like Agatha did to Wanda on episode 7. I would just really appreciate if like we could have had a quick moment like the the chaos magic and Wanda being mad start really kind of like killing Agatha and then Wanda gets like a a moment of clarity and kind of slows it down like then just as like a soft you know detain but to show that she is going to have some trouble with her mental state and the magic because obviously at the end of the show she says goodbye to Vision for the fifth time in their relationship of him dying. But the idea of I just wish there were some things that could have been a little bit altered. Because I'm not going to be those ones that I'm not saying because my theory didn't come come into fruition. I just was like, wow, they just left you on this hanger. And the idea that in two weeks we have Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I want to bet five bucks. I bet five bucks we'll never hear about Wanda in that show. Because people are like, oh, we got way more Phase 4 to come. Hold on. Nothing's going to be talked about on that. Because that, that show is supposed to be with the Black Widow one. Because of the girl that's in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Loki might have it, but it will be about the same way as we first heard Doctor Strange's name during the Winter Soldier movie. It'll just probably be like the the head honchos hearing, you guys ever, ever Loki? Have you ever heard of this Wanda Maximoff? And since it's the Loki that's from before her, he'll she'll probably go. I've never heard of this person in my life. <laughs> that idea. And then the next thing would be obviously she ain't gonna be a Black Widow. Uh, there's no way unless there. I'm just saying it just to cover my ass. I'd highly doubt. Miss Marvel would talk about it. And then people are like, oh yeah, well, Spider-Man's going to be part of the multi multiverse of madness with Doctor Strange. Like, the only witch that's going to be in that is going to be probably J.B. Smooth. Because obviously he was um, arrested once for witchcraft in uh, Spider-Man 2 when Edith was, like, you know, giving everybody their her, like profiles off the glasses and said that. I'm like, oh, witchcraft, that's a coincidence. That'll be the only way they'll probably do a joke. There's no way Wanda is going to be talked about in these movies. I'll be very, I'll be glad to be wrong, but we ain't going to hear about her story to 2022, which is, gets me just mad. But, uh, but yeah, I that ending, the season finale, made it go. I'm more happy that I didn't never put it as a cousin Cecil hot pick. It was an all right show. But I think it was it's not on a pedestal like people are talking about it. Uh, it's not bad in the sense of like. It's not one of the lower tier ones, but it just goes into that middle fray of Marvel movies like eh, it was there. 
Like, whatever. Now, I want to be at least be showing my colors on the other foot. Today I heard the possible, what would have been the, the sketch work of what would have happened in Justice League 2 and 3. If that would have came into fruition. And uh, I would I would kill myself. That would be terrible. And it, it would be, I'm, wow. It, I'm not saying, because I don't, I wish I, I wish I had a fly on the wall to hear the whole talk about, like, the situation with this Josh Whedon thing, and then with Zack Snyder, and then we're coming back, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this, but to hear how he wanted to set up the second and third movie, and involve basically, this is why also I might be hearing something that's bullshit. Because I always think it's really odd when things fall into place. The thing I heard today was uh, after the death of Superman, uh, it was supposed to be, obviously, I think we've heard it talked about it before, about Batman actually getting with Lois Lane. And then I heard some more shit. I don't want to keep bringing it up because I don't want to put this through the ether of the internet this here that me said this shit back but the idea of like basically batman cucking superman and like the idea that there was gonna be a movie showing the last like the of a five-year difference of the nightmare timeline why are you gonna do five years when endgames was five years that's why i just that's why i think i'm not sure if this is true or not i don't want to even bring it up more but that's bullshit too. That would have been terrible. So I wish I just know that I wish my I wish DC was good. <laughs> I wish they were good. I wish they were even as good as their comics because I do want to say their comic. I have Infinite Frontier issue zero, and that was it's of course just a starter, but the idea of it does use some of the future state ideas and shows the starting of that. Like in particular, this is a um, Infinite Frontier issue zero is like almost like big thicker comics that kind of shows little touchstones of everything. Like it has like a small bar, well, small spot of like Superman, small spot of Batman, and obviously what happened to Wonder Woman. Uh, but what was cool is about Superman. It talks about the part of from Future State of John Kent. So Superboy is has taken the helm of Metro of being the Superman for Metropolis, even in Infinite Frontier, because it was a whole little uh, miniseries in Future State of him, and he is starting to show the signs even at the beginning of Infinite Frontier that he could swerve towards the Future State timeline that is him being kind of more of a uh, totalitarian tyrant and having metropolis under like a i want to say a bubble but the idea of like he is protecting metropolis in that weird like like when you think of D characters like that lawful good like it's like it's so over the top it's actually bad that idea so see these little little twinkles of that personality might happen but also he did, he saved the day in in that comic like a proper way. But people like this, ooh, 
that could have went bad. And I like that. I like that storytelling. And also, Infinite Frontier is the first issue that has Black Adam's new name as Shadadam. Oh, my fucking God. Trash. But, um... Apparently, this is going to be the starting of when Black Adam's going to be a good guy. So, we'll see how that goes. Because it also... That comes into effect from after Jeff John's current run of Shazam during uh, literally like three, four months ago. Like he just became part of the the Shazam family. He still has his own powers. He doesn't rely on uh, Shazam for his powers. He still has his own thing, but now he's just a good guy. But the cool thing is, because I know people are not reading it is um, the whole Wonder Woman situation. Wonder Woman kill, gets uh, sacrificed herself during death metal, and she gets presented by the the Quintessence. The Quintessence are the top five highest power people in the DC universe in the sense of, like, before, like, it'd be, like, the writers of DC and these people. So she got met with uh, the High Lord, the wizard from Shazam, Hera, uh, Spectre, and then like I can't something the Wanderer. Basically, it's apparently I read it was like Judas from the the Bible. But I digress. She got a free seat. They're like, hey, do you want to become one of us because of you doing this sacrifice? And long story short, she goes, I I can't. I was foretold the future that there's possibly a really big evil coming and I want to be on earth and save it. So she leaves and she's going to head back to earth. And those five people, those are the highest power people in the DC universe. I want to just remind she, they they apparently said, huh? She left so quick. Basically I'm saying I'm hype hyperizing this, but oh, she left so quick. Uh, we too had these visions. So we, we actually have the thing captured. We have this, like, they're looking at, like, this prison. Like, we have these people, have them captured what was going to be these big bads. And then, out of nowhere, all five of them get killed. And apparently, uh, true form dark side is alive and back. Because if you don't, because this that's another part. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm like I'm not the D, I am a DC fan, but I'm not too well into knowing to understand what I'm going to say. But apparently, Dark Side, for what we know of Dark Side, even if you went back to like Final Crisis, and uh, I know he's been like the baby version or even the Dark Side War from New Fifty Two. Those were just. Uh, fragments or even like a uh, I don't want to say hologram his name hologram but the idea of is like a fragment of dark side but now infinite frontier presents this idea that we're going to actually have a battle coming with a true 100 power like omega level power dark side that's cool in the sense of the big tease before with Rebirth was the Watchmen. We got that done with the Doomsday Clock. And that was kind of 
cool and lackluster at the same time because of involving the you know it just i think i'm hoping that with uh dark side we'll have a really good uh epic thing to happen so i'm looking forward to that when that comes in and they obviously infinite frontier gives us the brand new setup of like all the comics that are coming out and like infinite frontier issue one's going to come out in the summer and all that fun jazz uh, and also just, yeah, this ain't going to be a, this ain't going to be a hot pick for me, but if you like future state with the new Batman, which is the John Ridley and has a, his name, he wants to be named Jace, but Jace Fox was Tim Fox from, uh, he's so basically the black Batman. If you want to continue his storyline, DC does have a digital first 19 or 99 cent issues that come out daily, so basically during the weekday. And they only have two issues of me when I'm recording this right now, but it's only like 23 panels, and then you're out of there, but for a dollar, and it gives you uh, what was uh, Jace Fox doing right before, or it was either right before, no, right after, right after the Joker War, which was just literally eight issues behind Batman. So that's pretty cool. To hear something that's going to be like more of the underground, like what, ha- what, how did he get the helm of Batman? But I digress. All right, and then uh, I think that will do it for this part. Um, this week's hot picks, actually, yeah, because I'm going to do it like this. This week's hot picks, I'm going to pick uh, for music is going to be. Uh, brand new Drake with featuring Rick Ross called Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Uh, movies, movies and TV is going to be Superman and Lois on the CW. I am actually digging it. There's only there's only been two episodes in, and um, it does have. I ain't gonna lie, it does have some of the CW tropes, which I am trying to. Like, uh, there was a quick moment I was talking to What Up Do, well, tweeting through Twitter with What Up Do Mike, and he's like, "Oh, you don't like the." He thought I didn't like the, about the idea that um, in the first episode you find out there's a, a Luther as the bad guy. It's not that I just know from watching a lot of CW, there's gonna be some weird flip flop or something going to happen. But I do like how I also like how it's filmed. It has a different film grain than other CW-esque of, uh, like, Flash or something. It does have just more of a movie-esque grit to it. And I also like the idea of it has a little bit of a different storyline from what Superman knows. Uh, without spoiling spoiling it, because it's just in the trailers, um, this Clark Kent has twins. So there are two boys, and one of them at this moment in time of recording, because, of course, I am expecting both of them, but only one of them has a superpower that, uh, and the other one doesn't at the moment. So that's going to be pretty good TV. I think it comes out they're out on Tuesdays right after flash, but yeah, Superman and Lois. Now for comics, this one is going to be a little different in the sense. I'm also going to review it at the same time. So you can take your grains of salt when you, but I would suggest everybody to pick up, this comic from Scout Comics called 
Black Cotton. Black Cotton is written by Brian Hawkins and Patrick D. Foreman. And uh, for a quick synopsis, what it is, it's basically what would happen if the roles were reversed and society was a little bit flipped. So that uh, with all like with a police brutality moment that happens with um, a black cop shooting a white woman. uh, And how would it be if society was altered? So the idea that I really don't want to get that far into the story because obviously I think everyone I'm recommending it still. I'm trying to say, go pick it up. I'm also going to have links in my descriptions for Scout Comics to go pick up this uh, issue. And then obviously issue two would be uh, possibly either you're finalizing pre-orders or it's about to come out so you can just buy it straight up. But uh, back to what I'm trying to get to is... uh, the cop's name is Zion Cotton, and he is from a very wealthy, like generational rich family. They have their 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 money is involved by something called Black Cotton, which is still in the era of describing from what issue one has given us and everything. But it goes into these ideas of the point of view of of like what would happen if like an elitist family had a cop son kill or shoot someone because i hate to do a spoiler right here but the lady lives and that's how the the first issue ends but well not lives but she's in the hospital uh but what's interesting is for me and again this is me a dumb white guy so obviously just more i appreciate this comic it's a really good comic I would also suggest, because I'm hoping maybe uh, Brian or even Patrick could uh, hear this, and then maybe um, even if, because only because I'm I'm throwing Brian more than Patrick. No, no offense, because I've heard Brian come to other podcasts a lot about this, and maybe just be open to conversation. Um, it is really well done. I just feel uh, there was a small miss missing of a hook for me to go from issue one to issue two because right now you have made a very good groundwork of what is coming down the pipe but also it is uh it's a very good uh setup in the style of uh, i just wanted a little bit more of a hook because in the situation we're in with the comic as, as I kind of spoil it, the lady had a, there's a point blank shot and she lives. So obviously that's going to be the real uh, hook to the issue two of like hearing her on that side. It is very interesting to hear. It, I am kind of boggled, not boggled. I'm kind of amazed to see the reversal and like you get now see this family that we're going to learn about the cottons that, um, that's where it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to like, do I favor the cottons because I'm going to learn about this family, but also at the same time, they're the elitists in this alternate reality. And you hear the coldness in their voice about the situation they're in because of their son messing up. And the idea of being this cold elitist does throw into this wrench. Cause I don't care about, um, 
It's like the but the idea of in our times of situational things about these police brutalities in our real world, we have like that straight. All right, clearly something's going on, and that's a bad guy. The cop is being a bad apple, quote unquote. That's what they like to say, which then throws me off about like, okay, I obviously hear Zion. He totally knows he did a whole mess up. So I'm really curious where this comic is going to lead for the future of the comic. Uh, we're going to go through like a whole, I'm not sure. I'd love, like I said, I'd love to have Brian come on and then I would, I would, uh, talk we'll just talk about issue two whenever it comes out i'll probably i'll pick it up be cool if i can get a digital but uh but the idea of i'd recommend it and if i had to put a review number on it i would say it is a very solid um like a three and a half out of five a seven out of ten in that in those different spectrums of reviewing it is a very interesting read the the artwork is almost enough to buy buy in itself because it is a beautiful like when I first when you first pick up the comic obviously the cover's colored but the inside it's all black and white and grayscaled and I have to like you can just do a shout out to um their their artist Marco um, Perugini I hope that's how he said it. please I hope I've said his name right but I really enjoy his artwork into the thing because. It sounds dumb because, again, I'm not sh- well with the words, but it has a very nice, like, thick marker-esque to people's coloring or even, like, the backgrounds and all that stuff. It looks so great, and it has, like, that street style. So, like, I could see a a, blo- a square of the comic, like, on a, on, a, on a wall, like a graffiti wall. And it'll look beautiful there. It just has like that style, like the thickness of like a, uh, of course it ain't spray paint, but like that thickness of like a, the color scheme of the black of the marker, like a little thick right there, little soft drum top for hair, but it just has like this uh, street style that I really appreciate. And I really want to just give a shout out to that part. But uh, again, I'd recommend everybody for, again, this is why it's this week's hot pick. Uh, I'm going to put links on for uh, scout.com for Black Cotton so you can order it. Uh, again, by the time you hear this, it'll be at least two issues you can pick up and it'll be pretty fair. You know, it's it was really good. I really appreciate uh, picking it up myself and then getting into this thing. Uh, and again, just so to leave this on this review, like I said, like a three and a half or seven out of ten. So three and a half out of five or seven out of ten, I'd say pick up Black Cotton. And here's just to leave on this. Here's their little like synopsis on issue one. And this gives you the idea. Set in an alternate reality where the social order of white and black is reversed. An elitist family, the Cottons, are rocked by a tragic shooting that begins to unravel long-standing family secrets that could not only destroy the family, but also divide the fragile social climate of the world. So... They have they have the platform, they have the setup, and it sounds like they have the way that they want the story to go. But I'll it was a good read, but also like there could have been more put the, into this to give me a little bit more of a hook to get me ready for issue two. But I yeah, that's why we got it's good. 
there's always room for improvement, and I think you guys are doing an excellent job. Just want to say that. Thank you, guys. But all right. That was uh, this week's Cousin Cecil show. Uh, if you guys could, follow me on Twitter, at MikeFowler93, twitch.tv slash Cousin Cecil. That's C-U-Z-N-C-I-S-E-A-L. And that would also be um, it. And then, uh, until next time, I'll catch you guys. And hopefully I didn't fuck up a, my first kind of real review like that, especially for a hot pick. But yeah, until next time, be good to each other. And peace. Me to follow. Let me get a lemon pepper order, please. You got to head a link before you order these. Docking jet skis in the Florida Keys. We all grateful for Wheezy, but no one more than me. You just find a bottle with the messages. These days, fame is disconnected from excellence. Half the time, I got to ask niggas what they profession is. Usher the generation in. These are where my professions live. I did brunch with the judge we appearing before. Private villas only, I don't go near a resort.